You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. Guys, it is game week. Uh, Nebraska is currently in Ireland as we speak. Uh... Preparing for a big game against Northwestern. I can't wait. Derek, nice beer popping there. <laughs> Tyler, what are you drinking tonight? I got some uh, crested uh, Irish Jameson whiskey, triple distilled, and a Sam Adams summer or Summerfest, Oktoberfest, uh, ready to go for tonight. Nice. I am drinking Jameson as well, and I tell you what, I've never had Jameson until this week. Can you believe that? Yeah, but, I usually do beam and ginger for my first drink on game day, but I might have to do JMO and uh, ginger. Yeah, I, th- I think Jameson. This is uh, pretty some. It's pretty good stuff, actually. I'm kind of impressed. I, I'm drinking some pretty well aged and purified Bush Light, boys. Bush Light, <laughs> impressive. Yeah, yeah, pulling it out of all the stops tonight. I like it. I got uh, a couple Bud Lights in the fr- fridge too, so maybe uh-oh. maybe I'll save those for game day. Godly. The, the high end stuff, you know. It's getting crazy. Uh, <laughs> guys, let's. Uh, we're here for the Northwestern preview. Uh, there's a little bit of a Husker news that came out since we've last uh, talked on the podcast. Uh, captains were released Garrett Nelson, Nick Henrich, and Caleb Tanner, and Travis Vokalek. They all received their uh, nominated by the teammates to be captains. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Tyler, what did you think of having three defensive players and just one offensive player as captains? There's a lot of hype around this defense. I mean, I mean that's what I just think. I mean, that to, to have an uneven even number of ca- uh, captains, to me, demonstrates how this team is looking right now. It is a defensively-led team. Um, I agree. Yeah. Derek, did you have any thoughts on it? No, I mean, yes all four proven players on that as your captains. There's not a lot of proven players on offense to really pick to be your captain. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. The selections were pretty good. Uh, Caleb. I was shocked that Caleb Tanner received a, uh, nominated as captain. I thought maybe Newsom would have gotten it, but I was more shocked by Henrich over Reimer. Yeah. Honestly, you're right. You're right. Uh, but I'm with you there. I, I would have thought Newsom would have been a candidate over, I mean, yeah, Ty Robinson even. Like, there was a lot of names I would have, if you would have told me to give a ranking of the captains, there would have been a few names I would have listed before I would have got to Nick. And good for him. I mean, he, I'm excited for him this fall. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, in he, addition, he's the only one, He's the only one that's not a senior out of the captains. Yeah. Right. Uh, in addition, today, uh, Black Shirts, were handed out. Nine players received their black shirts. And we already knew that uh, any player that had not played for Nebraska before uh, was not going to be eligible. So none of the transfers were going to be eligible to receive a black shirt. But uh, the ones that did receive it is Caleb Tanner, Ty Robinson, Marquez Buford, Quentin Newsom, Luke Reimer, Garrett Nelson, Nick Henrich, Miles Farmer, and Colton Feast. So congrats to those guys. Derek, do you have any takeaways from the black shirts handed out? Oh, it's, it's always awesome to see them handed out. Uh, 
you know, Colton Feast and Marquise Buford being new new to the black shirts was pretty awesome. I'd love to have seen some reaction videos, especially for Colton Feast, you know, the small town Nebraska kid. Getting those black shirt, yeah, I, they're always fun to watch. But I would, being in Ireland, we didn't really get much of a chance to see that, so I, that was a little disappointing on that side. But Tyler, any surprises to you? No, but I I don't know what my feeling is on the the newcomers not getting a black shirt. I, I if you're gonna start on Saturday, I kind of seems like a weird place to draw the line. Um. Oh, this, isn't the, had, this isn't the first time that Schnander has not handed them out to all the starters. I know. Like, but, I feel like he's done this every year. I know, but the fact that he literally seemed like he... We'll, we'll see who starts on Saturday, but it seems like he drew a line between transfers to non-transfers. Like, I don't know. It just seems like a... Well, he said he was going to do that, though. I know. That, I mean, that's it's, that's not a weird, a, it's not a shock. It, no, it's not a surprise. I just it, It's a peculiar situation. Like, I don't know... like. Like, I mean, if, assuming Tommy Hill, let's pick, let's use him. But, like, if he earned the starting job, like, why him, not him over Marcus Buford? Like, this is both their first year starting. Marcus Buford hasn't played. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. It just, it was weird. Okay. Uh, well, let's, uh... No, no, hold on. So I, got, I got one question for you guys. Because I don't remember this. Did Miles Farmer have a black shirt last year? I don't believe so. So. Because the, the the way they talked, it sounded like Colton Feast and Marquise Buford were the only two that didn't get them last year. And I don't remember Miles Farmer having one last year either. But if if he did, it was he received it very late in the year. Uh, I, I just found it shocking, and maybe it was just misspoken and not brought up too. But in the interviews tonight, I just didn't hear anybody say anything about Miles Farmer being a new guy to the black shirt. Okay. Fraternity. Not sure. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, let's break down Northwestern here. Uh, so, this game was supposed to be played in Northwestern, as everybody knows, but it, now you know it, it got moved to Ireland. So, everybody's there. Nebraska. They arrived yesterday, which was Tuesday, and Northwestern arrived today on Wednesday. So, that is uh, something. Of interest, Nebraska has an extra day on ground. Is there any advantage given there? Do you think, Derek? You've traveled to Europe before to Bosnia. Or... Uh, I, you know, I, I would like to say yes, but as, as a young as a young kid, uh, you know, eighteen to twenty two years old, I don't think it phases them as much as it does us old folks. I, w- I, I don't remember getting to Kosovo thinking. Man, I'm so tired. I, it didn't phase me a whole lot. Yeah, I wouldn't. And and if I was tired, you got a night's sleep, and you were like, okay, I'm better now. Yeah. You know, yeah, not, now if I were, if I was to travel there now, I'd probably be like, man, give me three days. <laughs> but yeah, but would, as, as an 18 to 22 year old, I don't I don't think it phases them as much as people think it will. When I was their age, I flew back and forth between Korea. And I don't remember jet lag ever really taking me out for the jet lag never bothered me for more than, you know, a little bit. I mean, it was just like basically the next day I felt fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I could drink beer when I got back. I mean, when I came back from Kosovo, it didn't stop me from drinking beer the first night. I was like, ah, I, I, I'm all right. You'll sleep good that way. 
well, let's let's take a look at their offense here. We, we talked about this team uh, a little bit ago when we were doing the Big Ten West, but uh, let's rehash some of some of this here. Their offense, they have a quarterback battle going on right now between uh, Ryan Holinsky and redshirt freshman Brendan Sullivan. Now, Pat Fitzgerald was asked about this recently, uh, just this week, and he's not tipping his hand on who's going to start. I think we can all assume that it's going to be Ryan Holinsky since he has the experience. You know, it doesn't not, not make only s- the ex- not only not only the experience, but Holinsky also tweeted out something about being on top and being the guy or something along those lines. Okay. So it, se- it, it seems as if he's probably the starter. Yeah. And also, the, you know, looking beyond the quarterback situation, the strength of the team is going to be their running game. They have the four returning offensive linemen. Then they have uh, Evan Hall. He's going to return. He was a 1,000-yard rusher last year. And then they also have Cam Porter. He was injured last year, but he's going to be back. So they got per- two pretty good running backs there. And then if you want to talk about their wide receivers, no names really stand out as like huge playmakers, but they they have a returning guy, Malik Washington, who had 578 yards and two TDs last year. Uh, and then Bryce Kurtz, he was a pretty good wide receiver who missed half of last year due to injury. And they uh, picked up Illinois transfer Donnie Navarro, who was uh, pretty decent. He was a really good return man also. But uh, Derek, when... When you look at this offense, is what stands out to you? Uh, man, it's the offensive line, honestly. And that they got an all American candidate and Peter Skaronsky. Uh most of most of the offensive lines return. I think they're only replacing one guy. I, I believe their center they're replacing. Uh outside of that, and, and look, they, they played with like four three or four different centers last year because they dealt with injury in that position all year. I know in Nebraska alone, I think they played three different centers. Uh, so, so I, I they got they have centers with some experience. So just because they weren't re- not a returning starter, they, I'm sure this guy has experience. Uh, and, then, and then you got this offensive line that's going to probably be or well, you hope they can't, but you assume they're probably going to open up some holes for these running backs that you just spoke of. And even though Nebraska stopped Evan Hold at like 31 yards last year, you put him in with Cam Porter, and I, he's a little bit of an unknown. We don't know what he's going to be able to do, but he was a damn good running back the, the prior year uh, in 2020. And so it's two dangerous backs with a good offensive line. It's, it's definitely a scary thought. Tyler, what do you make of the Northwestern offense? Yeah, I mean, I think Derek hit a lot of the high points of this team. So I guess what I make of this offense is the other side. What a crappy quarterback situation they're in. Uh, Ryan Holinsky and Brendan Sullivan, like maybe Brendan Sullivan ends up being a, the guy. But I, I, I kind of like where we're getting Northwestern that we might get lucky and get Holinsky because there are not many quarterbacks in the Big Ten that are worse than this individual. I mean, peace and love, peace and love, but... Hey, I, I, I like our chances quite a bit against him. Well, Brandon, Sol- Brandon Sullivan's a much more mobile quarterback, which Nebraska has not fared well in all of our history. Helensky is a Johnny Unitas Award Watch <laughs> candidate there. I mean, he's in there along with a whole bunch of other quarterbacks. Spencer Petrus is another one. Casey Thompson. Casey Thompson, he's on there. Yeah, I mean... 
I, I, I have no comment on that. Like that, that is a disgrace. But no, I, I think that when, when guys, I mean, when, when you look at what Northwestern has done and when they have been successful, it has been with a quarterback. Um, you know, Peyton Ramsey, uh, when he came in, the last time they won, everyone wants to compare that. Obviously, Peyton Ramsey came over, had a lot of experience from Purdue, carried it over, had a pretty successful season at Northwestern. Um, it is hard for me. Again, maybe Brendan Sullivan becomes the guy. I don't think he's going to start on Saturday, so I think bodes well for Nebraska. Um, but, I mean, to me, when I look at this offense, the, the absolute perceived dumpster fire at quarterback is kind of the thing outside of their running backs, which is we're going to probably talk a little bit more about in the game breakdown, but that that, that is the thing that stands out to me. Did you just say Peyton Ramsey came from Purdue? Didn't he come from Indiana? Yeah, it was Indiana. Was it? Yeah. I mean, same state. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got him from Notre Dame, damn it. Uh, Tanner, why don't you talk about this Northwestern defense here? You've thrown me through a loop with Peyton Ramsey uh, playing at Indiana. <laughs> over Are Purdue. we Googling that? I, fact-checking? I, I, I was literally fact-checking. I'm like, that just doesn't sound right. Um, yeah, I mean, this this defense, um, returning a lot of starters from the 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 worst points per game in the Big Ten. Um, they, they gave up the 11th most yards per game. Uh, last season, so a pretty bad defense and an un, uh, um, you know, a, a, a change in the guard at uh, per, uh, Northwestern. I keep saying Purdue now. Uh, the big, the big reason why is Mike Hankowitz, uh, long-term defense time defensive coordinator, left the program. Uh, that obviously threw him through a loop. Um, this team lost a lot up front, but they do return quite a bit in the backfield. Um, in the secondary, so that that is a matchup to keep an eye on on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to imagine up front them being good. They were 119th against the rush last year. Uh, really struggled to stop the run. Not any really notable players returning. A lot of names, uh, but but not a lot of production coming back um, in the Northwestern defense. Derek Abador War. How do you say his name? He returns. He's their leading uh, tackles for loss player and leading sack guy. I, he, he's he's something to watch. Yeah. Uh, you talked about their secondary. Yeah, they return a lot of their secondary. You realize that everybody that's in their secondary coming back, none of them had an interception last year. Not one of them. I did not know. I did not realize that. That's a great factoid. So, uh, yeah, I, but. Look, here's the thing. You talk about their defense being uh, uh, bad, but the the one place that they, I don't know if you want to say excelled, but they were above average at least, was their pass defense. They ranked 46 in pass defense. Uh, so I, I, I think Nebraska is going to have to establish a run against this defense. Well, and, and, it, and it will be interesting to see. I mean, this is obviously the second year for defensive coordinator. They, they had an identity crisis last year where they started off in a 3-3-5 and then switched over to a 4-3. So, and they did play better as the season progressed. Pat Fitzgerald obviously does know defense. He's been around. I don't necessarily expect them to be bad, but an er- another area they did not succeed last year is getting after the quarterback. So 
they finished behind Nebraska in the Big Ten in sacks last year. Uh, I, I believe finished at 11th uh, in the conference in sacks. So not exactly a dynamic pass rush. But finish that finish that stat up. Where did Nebraska finish? Ahead of them. At 10th. So <laughs> one place behind in sacks. Yeah, and we brought in... Uh, you're just going to con- conveniently leave that out, though. I think we, that, that's fine. We also I, brought I, in I, an all-conference pass rusher to kind of help boast that a little bit, but that's that's. Uh, I, I, this is gonna. This is where I'm going to refute you on that, Tyler. The and, and and part of it's where where I'm coming from too. I call them their forty. They were the forty six best pass defense, but it was because teams didn't have to pass against them because yeah. people were just running the ball against them all year long. We so, had I don't know if you guys remember this, but Nebraska had 427 yards rushing against Northwestern last year. Yeah, yeah, Jockey's Dan. That was his coming he had, out party. He, he had a ton, 127 of them. Yes, but we had 427 yards rushing last year against this team. We didn't throw the ball because we didn't have to, and I think there was a lot of other teams that did the same thing. So maybe and then maybe that's why their secondary didn't have a lot of interceptions. Maybe it's why their pass defense looked better. I their their run defense was atrocious last year. Their yeah, their whole defense was bad. They gave up four hundred thirty yards per game. Gave up twenty nine. They gave twenty nine points a game. I mean, that was. Yeah. Uh, but don't you expect them to be better? I mean, they, yeah. They, they, I I, fully I, I don't. expect them to be better. I do too. I, I don't. I, I don't. I think in Jim O'Neill, this is going to be his second year as DC, and you know they have a little bit more experience there. I mean, what one name that if you they, guys? If they had more returning starters, I would probably agree with you guys. But like they lost over half their defense according to Athlons. Well, Athlons has five returning starters. Yeah, but one name that you guys didn't bring up is linebacker Bryce Gallagher. He returns, and he's he's going to be good. He was their second leading tackler last year. He's going to be solid. The defensive end that you mentioned, Derek, that Adabo, Adabawar. <laughs> I guarantee we're going to hear his name a lot on Saturday. So I, I we'll agree. all be able I, to say it. I agree. But I also think it's a bigger deal that people are letting on that they lost Chris Burgeon. Oh, yeah. He led all of college football last year in tackles. Yeah. He well, was and I stud. think the fact they lost Brandon Joseph, who transferred. I mean, he was an all-American type guy, and he left. And he was the only one. Their sec- he yeah. was the only one. Their secondary that did have an interception last year, I mean, and yes, he's gone. And so, I mean, that that right there is a huge loss for. I mean, again, you talk about their secondary, and we talk about that. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, again, when you have an all-American who just sit up and leaves, I mean, that is a huge loss. All-conference type guy. I mean, I, whatever he end up being, but. Yeah, I mean that that was a huge loss for them. So, um, yeah. So let's talk about some matchups to watch between these two teams here. Uh, Tyler, give us a matchup to watch. This might be the in this conversation for the best matchup, individual player matchup we will see all year. And Peter Skorzynski versus Garrett Nelson. Skoronski. 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 <laughs> Skoronsky. S-K-O-R-O-N-S-K-I. Sorry, I don't know offensive line Polish pronouncing names. Thank you guys very much. Sound it out, Tyler. But let's get back to the matchup here. Uh, 
and uh, you didn't see me make fun of you guys when you were mispronouncing names earlier. Uh, That's because you can't say his name either. I, I, I conveniently left him out when I was given a breakdown. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, but the thing is, Garrett Nelson, about three weeks ago, mentioned this as a matchup. Like, this is something that he's had signaled on the calendar all fall camp. He is extremely motivated. He is an all-American pass blocker. Um, that That is going to be a fight. Um, I, I really hope we see Garrett against him, but I, I do expect to see Mathis and Tanner lined up against him during the game. But yeah, that right there might be the, the headliner of all season of player matchups. Yeah, I'm looking for that. I mean, what a hell of a show in game one. I mean, that's just watching the trenches right there in that little part of the field is going to be something else. Derek, what do you think about that matchup there? Oh, that's a great matchup. I I, I didn't go quite that I didn't go player to player matchup like that when I picked mine, but it's a it's a great matchup. And I, I it, look if you, if you're going to be one of the best any player, you want to play the best. And and Cam Taylor Britt was that way all last year. Like he wanted the best wide receiver all year. And so Garrett Nelson's kind of taking that role right now. He's going, give me your best tackle, give me that guy. I, I want to show that I can beat the best tackles out there. And that's how you get your name on the boards. So, Derek, give us a, a matchup to watch from you, from your point uh, of view. Mine was just uh, our wide receivers against their secondary. Because I do think, I, while I did mention they didn't have any interceptions, I do think they're pretty well in coverage. And it's a, it, wide receivers are a spot where Nebraska has struggled at times. Uh, we've talked about this before many times. We, and we're talking about Trey Palmer like he's going to be a good guy. We're talking about Marcus Washington like he's going to be a good guy. And you're going to get tested against a pretty decent secondary right off the bat, and so I want to see can they get can they get some space against these guys? Yep, I, I have this one down also as a matchup to watch uh, for the same reasons. Uh, pretty good secondary. I mean, this is this is a really good test for our receivers. Now, there's a lot of hype built behind our wide receivers, but what have they really proven? You know, they're they don't have a they haven't been tearing up the stat sheets by no means you know they there's a lot of potential there but uh we just need to see it come to fruition and this is a this is going to be a really good test i think for them Tyler no i i agree i i will say though yeah no i i i guess i have really nothing to add there i think i do agree this is a matchup um that is going to be worth watching i mean if you think about what is the perceived strength of Northwestern? It is that secondary. You we do have an unproven element in Nebraska. Um, I do think this is a game, though, if Nebraska does get the best in Northwestern, I do wonder how much of that gets written off. Like, eh, how good was Northwestern really at secondary? Um, I, I do think there's an element of that could happen. But, yeah, I mean, th- that that is a really uh, – if you look at our offense to their defense, that is the, I guess, the the key matchup. Uh, I have one matchup to watch here, and this is kind of building off of the Northwestern rush that we were talking about. You know, two good guys, great offensive line, but I think it's going to be an interesting matchup to see what Nebraska's rush defense is going to do with this. I think they're going to be tested. I think there's some concern 
about the interior defensive line for Nebraska, how much they can hold up to a rushing attack. And this, I think that we're going to see a lot of rushing from Northwestern because I don't trust uh, the Holinsky or, you know, their other quarterback. If he he gets in, you know, throwing the ball, I I think it's going to be a rushing attack. So as long as we can stop these guys, we can really, we can really put the damn heel on their throat there. But uh, I like that. I got to tell you guys, I I am 100% shocked. What you guys came up with, because I thought for sure the, the the reason I didn't pick it was everybody's matchup to watch was going to be their defensive line against our offensive line. Like, is our offensive line going to have changed at all? No, I mean that's that's fair, but I mean, I mean, I don't think that their defensive line is that great. Uh so I mean I don't I don't know how much we're going to learn out of that matchup. I mean yeah that's going to be something that we're going to be watching because we want to know what our our offensive line looks like. But I mean it's not like these two big powers colliding I guess or one power. I guess that's fair. I, I just real I really thought one of you two would have that in there. I mean it's that's going to be something of note that we'll be paying attention to for sure. But. Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly if if I think that's really becomes a note if Northwestern gets the 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 win there. If if it looks bad for our offensive line week one, I mean, especially in pass protection, um, I do expect their their run defense to be better. But that's more of the line. I think the pass rush, I do expect Nebraska to hold up okay on Saturday. Um, so I yeah, I, I, that's why I didn't have it. So. Yeah, I mean, plus, I mean, it, what's your takeaway going to be for the offensive line if, if they do fine, you know, against uh, Nebraska, uh, Northwestern's front? I'm going to feel damn warm and fuzzy if they look fine. I mean, at this point, I'm going to feel I'm gonna feel warm and fuzzy if they look good against anybody. Well, I mean, did they look good against Northwestern last year? I mean, yeah, I, there's, I, a lot of, there's a lot of, re, re, lot of uh, key pieces moving around here. Yeah, I mean... They, they looked good with they looked good with Prohaska and Corcoran as your two tackles and uh, Jurgens as your center. I mean, yeah, they look good like, with that. I just but don't Jergens think that center I don't think that they're going to see, you know, a a huge test on Saturday. I mean, I think that the defensive line that they're going to be facing on Saturday is probably is tough to in the bottom 25% of the schedule that we play this year. All right. I mean, I'm, I'm pulling this open right now, but pick six has the, the defensive line of Northwestern ranked 11th in the Big Ten. So, um, you know. But but where's the, where do they have Nebraska's offensive line ranked? 11th. Pretty good matchup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Derek. I mean, I don't. I you're not wrong. I, I don't think it's a crazy take. I, 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 I mean, I, I see where you're coming from on that. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So let's talk about why Nebraska will win and the keys to success. Normally, I would go with uh, the opponent first, but uh, in this case, I want I want to do Nebraska first. Uh, Derek, why will Nebraska win? And give me some of their keys to success. 
Oh, man, I tell you, I, 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 I'm not with you guys. I don't think their run defense is going to be greatly improved. I think they're going to struggle to stop the run. Uh, but, you know, really, honestly, this is going to sound probably stupid, but I think one of the biggest things is Nebraska has everything to lose here, and Northwestern really is playing for nothing. Like, if if they lose, Scott, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald's not going to be on a hot seat. I think this team loves Scott Frost, and I think they are going to come out and play their hearts out for him. And I, I, I think that makes a big factor in the game. Okay, so that's your keys to success. They love their coach. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fact of will. I, I, don't, I don't think it's any specific one thing. I, okay, yeah, we need to run the ball, okay? I, mean, I can sit here and tell you that, but it's against a shitty run defense. All right. Uh, Tyler, why will Nebraska win? I, I think we will win because we have a huge advantage at the quarterback position. And by the way, that was your question, not keys to success. This is that's why I think Nebraska will win is because I think they're going to play hard for Frost. It's not necessarily keys to success. I think Nebraska will win because we have a huge quarterback advantage. I already talked about um, how how low I think of Northwestern's quarterback situation. I think Casey Thompson, from all reports, have come out of fall camp really really healthy. He, he seems to be throwing the ball pretty sharp. I think that he is a huge, huge mismatch um, in that position. I, I look at this roster. I mean, I, I don't I, that that right there. If I'm going quarterback to quarterback, running back to running back, you know, all the things. That's the one I'm like, yeah, Nebraska. This is the biggest margin of like deficits where I think Casey Thompson is versus Northwestern room. Um, so I, I if I if I'm saying why Nebraska, when I think is we have a really big quarterback advantage. Yeah, I mean, I I think for the most part across the board, we have better talent also, right? Except, you know, I mean, if you want to compare to the offensive lines, they have better talent at offensive line. I would would give them the advantage at running back. Would you give them the the advantage at running back? Oh, yeah. I I like that Evan Hall, Cam Porter duo. Okay. But 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 that's that's not saying anything bad about Nebraska. I don't know how many teams in the Big Ten, I would say, Northwestern has a disadvantage in that room. Okay. It's it's a small list in the Big Ten, I would say. So, and but now I don't think Nebraska has that advantage, but but it's close. It's 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 in the shot. Again, but the, the I mean this is this is this is a big big gap. This is this is uh at quarterback, I think. Yeah, I mean the quarterback, yeah, the quarterback is a huge advantage. Uh I I still think that Every other position group, Nebraska has the advantage other than offensive line. Uh, and as I look at this Northwestern team on offense and defense, for one, I just don't see where uh, – I just don't see how Northwestern is going to score any points to really compete with Nebraska, score enough points to keep. It's – I'm not impressed with their offense. The rushing game, I mean, that could be shut down. They're, I think they're already one-dimensional. I think we can shut that down fairly easy. Uh, but yeah, that's why I think Nebraska win. And, uh, what about Northwestern? Derek, why, can, why would Northwestern be able to win? 
look, this this is the only reason I can come up with that Northwestern could win this game, is if Nebraska can't minimize their mistakes. Because because you guys have said it, we're, we're should be on paper the way better team here, and as long as Nebraska don't lose this game by doing something stupid like turning the ball over a lot or getting stupid penalties at the worst times or missing field goals and extra points or I don't know, give up a punt return for a touchdown. Like as long as Nebraska doesn't it can minimize their mistakes at at the most throughout this game. I, I don't see a lot of ways Northwestern's gonna be able to beat us. The, 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 their biggest key is gonna be running the ball. And it's gonna be controlling the clock and keeping Nebraska's offense off the field. That's gonna be their game plan and it's gonna have to be successful. Tyler. I feel like I've got a list here why Northwestern can win this game. Really? Uh, I've got I've got two or three things. Um, Let's hear it. But well, I I guess I'll go my I go I'll go with my top two. Um, Derek, you're running the ball was definitely something, but I guess my number one reason is there is a lot unknown about this offense for Nebraska. Um, the marriage of the Whipple Frost. Uh, how is that going to play out week one? A lot of players have never played any meaningful snaps together. Um, you know, offensive line being banged up in the, the fall camp. How is that gelling? I just think there's so much unknown about this offense that against a, what I perceive will be an improved, not great, not even good Northwestern defense, but an improved Northwestern defense. Um, could, could we stumble out the gates? Um, I think that's a huge possibility. Um, secondly, it's Northwestern. I mean, you could throw out the fact that we've played them eight times. Um, in the last eight times, five of uh, five of them have been one possession games. Um, Northwestern has the advantage in that regard. You could talk, point to the fact that every other year, Northwestern just pulls the season out of their asses and they go back to competing for the division title. Uh, you could point to the fact that Pat Fitzgerald is, got humiliated in his biggest loss at Northwestern last year in Lincoln. And I know, Derek, you pointed out that maybe Nebraska has something to play for. I think Fitzgerald probably has had this game circled quite a bit, a little extra momentum because he got it taken behind the woodshed. It, it's just Northwestern is scary. They're just that team that, like, I, I our, our friend, I don't know if it's Big Kurt or Jeffrey the Greek, but, like, I think – they they have pointed out like when when did the Big Ten West teams stop just penciling in Northwestern for a victory, and I feel like Nebraska has really fallen victim of that right now. Where it's like, yeah, we'll we'll beat Northwestern, of course we will, and it's like, when are, when are we going to learn from these mistakes at Northwestern? They they this is their mo. They do it to everyone in the West. There's no reason why they can't do it to Nebraska on Saturday. One thing that I've that I don't have a good read on between these two teams is the special teams. I think we all expect Nebraska's special teams to be improved, which, I mean, I think everyone's unanimous that they'll be improved. But who has the special teams edge between these two teams here? I mean, is is it a wash? Northwestern, their special teams was, wasn't was that great last year. They had to hit the transfer portal to pick, pick up a, a kicker and a, a punter. And they also went out the transfer portal and got a returner. Uh, that's I think that's an interesting dynamic. Also, I think if there's a reason that they could win, maybe that they've been better at special teams over longevity, and you know, 
we've been so bad. We're just we're throwing in some pieces from the FCS. At we least did, uh, we did. We did the same thing. We brought in a returner. Uh, I mean, whoever's returning kicks, punts, they're all new players. Kicker's going to be new. Punter's going to be new. It's yeah. a new unit for us too. I mean, it's well. And to add on to that, Justin, if you're if you're if it does end up being a wash, I think Nebraska has an absolute massive advantage in this game. Well, you're right. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I think Northwestern needs to win the special teams battle to win on Saturday. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, that's that that's kind of scares me. I mean, if there, they, if there's sure, but... if there if there is uh, a facet of the game where they could win. It would be special teams, right? That I don't. Absolutely. We don't see him winning the offensive battle or the defensive battle, right? Yeah, absolutely. I maybe Tyler kind of disagrees there about the defense part. I, I mean, I don't know what you mean by winning the, the defensive battle. Nebraska is going to. I think we'll score points. I mean, don't. Okay. I don't think it's going to be a. I don't think we're going to be scoring in the teens. I think we're going to score points on them. I. I, I certainly don't see us scoring 56 points on them on Saturday. I, I guess yeah. that's my thing. And so it, when I'm talking about this, I guess it's a little bit of relative of like, yeah, I, I think we'll play all right. I just, I don't, I don't foresee another, I don't foresee a 2021 game. Okay. All right. So let's talk about most rushing yards, Nebraska or Northwestern. Derek, who will have more rushing yards? Oh man, I, I'm, I'm going to say Nebraska because I think they're going to have to focus on the run, but I think that's the weakness of this defense. Okay, Tyler, I got Northwestern. Um, a, I think they have no other option. I think they're going to have to run the ball. Yeah. Uh, B, I think that's just their mo. Where I. I would question if that's our mo if running the ball i'm not saying we're going to be super pass happy i'm just saying i i fully expect that if you look at the percentages northwestern will have a higher percentage of running the ball i've already mentioned i think they have a slight advantage at running back i i think northwestern i don't want to say handedly but i i yeah that this was a fairly easy one for me as northwestern will have more rushing yards in nebraska yeah, I agree with you. I think they'll have more rushing yards, but I I've really see that there's a good possibility that Nebraska will have a higher rushing average than Northwestern. I mean, I think uh, Northwestern, they'll have the yards, but that's what they're going to be doing. I, I don't even know if, let's say, Derek's right in, you know, N- Nebraska is running up the score. Are they going to be trying to pass the ball a lot in this? Would, would they even try it in this game? I don't know. I, I think that's where I'm coming from. I, if if that if this game starts getting out of control pretty fast, I think Nebraska will just, especially if they're running the ball well. And, it, and what you're saying is that where our average is higher. If if the if the run's working, I don't see them going away from it too much. Like we're still going to throw the ball, but yeah. I, I think they'll limit it some if if the run's working. Tyler, who will have the most sacks in this game? I have Nebraska. Um, you know, we, we had more sacks than they had last year. We gave up fewer sacks than they did last year. You could argue their offensive line is better. No objection to me, but I think adding in Mathis, we are going to get after the quarterback. I think that I've been high on this pass rush all offseason. I certainly think that they're going to produce some sacks this weekend. 
Um, I, I personally would take the over over three. If you set that line, I could see a four sack game for Nebraska. Um, okay. And and I, I don't I don't think we're going to give up that kind of pressure. Uh, Derek, I'm gonna go with Northwestern. Wow, because I, I do think we will throw the ball more than they will. So I think they'll have more opportunities for sacks. And I'm still not convinced our offensive line is going to not give up pressure, regardless of who we're playing. Yeah, I have Nebraska here, uh, but yeah, I, I have Nebraska here. I just, as I look at this Northwestern defensive line, you know, their rush. Rushing defense. I just, I you know, I, I don't know where. I just don't see anybody getting multiple sacks uh, this game. I, I don't know if I see a lot of sacks out of either team in this game, truthfully. But I mean, there's a lot of it's because I don't think Northwestern's going to throw the ball a lot. Tyler, Tyler, you set the over-under at, what, three? So if it goes I over, think- who, 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 who from Nebraska leads? Uh, in sacks this game. I, I, I don't know if we have a multiple sack guy on this game. Um, I guess I'll put it that way. I mean, I I, I think Garrett Nelson is going to have his hands full. It would be hard for me to imagine if he does line up against uh, Skorginski. Did I get it right this time? Skoronski. 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 Seems like there should be an A in there. I don't know. But... Uh, but uh, it, do, it does seem like I, I would be hard to believe there. I think Mathis and Caleb Tanner are going to rotate enough um, where I don't see it. I can see a linebacker getting a blitz in there. Um, I, I don't know if I see any guy that gets multiple sacks. So I guess I'll – I don't have an answer. I, I can't see I, that game too. Tyler, just think of it this way. How are you getting down from the mountain on skis? I say ski at the end. I'm not saying sky. I'm not saying sore in sky. I understand that, but you're not saying the on part. Yeah. It's not end skis. <laughs> you're not end skis. You know it's what? He's on an offensive skis. tackle. I won't have to remember his name in about a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So this is uh, this is going to be a key stat. Uh, like uh, Northwestern, they were really bad at turnover margin last year. Nebraska won the turnover margin in the game but over last year Northwestern wasn't good I mean shit Nebraska wasn't good either but uh, in this game here who will win the turnover battle Nebraska or Northwestern Tyler I got Nebraska, Nebraska. Um, I, I I've kind of outlaid as a broken record at this point quarterback matchup quarterback matchup quarterback matchup I I, I don't think Casey Thompson is going to throw interceptions and I don't trust Northwestern not to so um, and we don't have Adrian Martinez to fumble it. God bless him. But yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think Nebraska wins that. Derek. Uh, I, I would say Nebraska probably has a slight edge. I, I, I could see this going either way. Cause I, I could see Casey Thompson making a mistake or two in his first game. If he throws an interception, it wouldn't shock me any. I don't think there's going to be a ton of turnovers. Our, our running backs and wide receivers, well, I don't know about wide receivers, but our running backs the last three or four years have not fumbled the ball a lot. Our wide receivers have not fumbled the ball a lot. Most of our turnovers have been Adrian Martinez fumbling or throwing interceptions. Or Cam Taylor Brett. Well, 
There, so, was a few, there was a few of those too. So I have Northwestern, and mainly I just did this because I, I think they make less mistakes overall. And until Nebraska stops turning the ball over, I just I, I need to see it first. But I, I'm with you, Derek. I, I don't I don't anticipate a ton of turnovers. I mean, if it's a two to one edge or a one nothing edge, I mean, I, I, I would see it almost being like a one to nothing edge. Like I I just yeah. don't see a lot of turnovers in this game. Yeah. All right, Casey Thompson, we've been talking a lot of Casey Thompson here. Uh, let's set the over-under for touchdown passes for him at two and a half. Over or under, Derek? Uh, I'm going to go under. Uh, I, I would say he's probably probably good for two. I, I think we'll rush for a couple as well, but I, I, I'm going to say two, so under. Tyler? Uh, great line. I'm going to go over. Um, I think we're going to be willing to throw in the red zone. I think that's something that we haven't really done a lot at all under Frost. You apparently you apparently didn't watch a lot of games last year then because Adrian Martinez threw the ball in the red zone all the time. He just really sucked at it. Okay. I think we'll have success throwing in the red zone. <laughs> I, I, my, my, my brain goes to the quarterback draw. Um, I, 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 I don't know if I agree that we threw a lot in the red zone. I don't. Oh, we did. Go, you go watch the, some of these games. I just rewatched almost every game from this season. And we throw the ball a lot in the red zone. As a matter of fact, there was a couple times where Adrian Martinez threw to a wide open Austin Allen and overthrew him by about ten yards. Yeah, a six uh, foot nine guy who was wide open. Yeah. So I think we'll have success in the throwing the red zone. I guess then maybe that's the better way of putting it. Um, so I, I I guess I'll go over um, in this category. I'm gonna go under first game. I mean, I yeah under. Two touchdowns sounds reasonable. How many quarterbacks will we see in this game, Tyler? Well, I, I, again, I, I just want to point out, like, in in Casey Thompson's, I mean, he his first couple starts uh, last year, he went two touchdowns, five touchdowns, and then and then against Oklahoma, he went five touchdowns. So he, he started really strong at Texas Tech, uh, uh, Texas, not Texas Tech, last year. At, uh, so... Two of the first three games he started, he went over three touchdowns. So, um, what, what was the question you just asked? How many quarterbacks will we see One. in this game? One. I, I mean, I, I don't think there's any reason to pull him. I don't think we're going to blow out Northwestern enough to see a second quarterback. I, I do think there's an extremely short lease for Casey Thompson, but I think he's going to thrive, so I don't think we're going to see him pulled. Uh, so, I, I got one. Interesting. Derek? I have two, but I think we kind of have a uh, little more of a blowout than Tyler has, maybe. And it'll be like maybe a last couple series. We'll see another quarterback. All right. So Nebraska, they are now 13 and a half point favorites, according to my bookie. Well, Justin, how many quarterbacks did you see Hat playing? Oh, two. I think Chubba Purdy gets in at the end. Yeah. I, uh, so Nebraska, 13.5-point favorites, according to my bookie. Over-under is slowly going down. Uh, it's now at 49-and-a-half. Uh, so as you look at this game, Tyler, how do you see it playing out? I think both teams struggle offensively early in the game. Um, I would not be shocked if Nebraska has a shutout going into halftime, but I don't think we're going to capitalize and put up a lot of points. I think as this game progresses... Uh, Northwestern starts to get a little bit going on the ground. I could see this being a one possession 
uh, game in the fourth quarter. Um, and ultimately, I think Nebraska just has a little bit more of the offensive line that we get the running game really going late, and we kind of put it out of reach. But I, I think this is going to be a low-scoring, slow, sluggish offense early in the game with uh, a little bit of rushing going late in the game. So that's kind of how I see it going. So kind of a boring game is what you see. I, I mean, this this is a. I think this is an old school Big Ten game, I, especially that first half. I think it's going to be pretty bad football. I, I I just I worry about our offense coming out the gates. Um, I I don't see Northwestern's offense posing any threat early in the game. I could see maybe as the game progresses, them wearing down our defensive line because we know it's not overly strong and deep. Uh, overly strong. I can see that happening. That's where they get some yards. But no, I, I think that it's going to be a pretty ugly start. And and, and I think it'll be a game at a, in the fourth quarter. Oh, okay. Derek, how do you see this game going? Oh, I'll agree with Tyler. I think it'll start off pretty slow. Uh, I, I think we'll run the ball well against them. And I think they'll continue to run the ball throughout the game because of that reasoning. Uh, I, I think... Maybe the first quarter it starts off slow. I think they, I think our offense picks up a little bit in the second quarter. Uh, I, I think by the time fourth quarter, I think the game's pretty much over. I think Nebraska's got a pretty big lead. And I, I, I don't think Northwestern's going to score. I, I think they'll score late to probably make it look closer than what it is. But I don't, think, I don't see them scoring much in the first half and most of the second half until the fourth quarter. When we, when we probably have backups in. Yeah, I think we're all unanimous here. I, I, I'm expecting a little bit slow start from Nebraska on offense. Uh, I, I think there's there's a chance that maybe on defense, even our defense may not look really good. I think maybe we could probably get gashed a couple of times defensively. Uh, but I, I think by the time we get to halftime, I think we figure stuff out. But... Uh, I'm pretty sure that you know through the first quarter, stay off social media because I imagine it probably won't be pretty. <laughs> but you should always stay off social media during football games anyway. So, uh, t- Tyler, what is your score prediction for this game? I got the Huskers, the good guys, winning thirty-one to seventeen. Thirty-one seventeen. Okay, so that's a cover and an under. Yes. Derek. The, the under is getting closer, though. Yeah, it is. It really is. Derek, I, I find the under and the you know, and the and the spread on this uh, peculiar to me. The spread keeps getting larger, but the under keeps getting bigger. So are they just is Vegas thinking our defense is getting that much better as days go by. I think they're lacking confidence in the uh, Northwestern's defense or offense. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um, I, 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 again, don't see this game being quite as close as what Tyler does. Uh, I have Nebraska winning 44-17. to 44-17. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I have 31-13. Again, I just don't see how Northwestern is going to score enough points in this game to make this even competitive. I just really like Nebraska's chances. I mean, you know, on the show, we like to talk about FPI and all that stuff and uh, percentages of winning. I mean, in my little pea brain right here, I mean, I think there's like a 99.2% chance that Nebraska wins this game. I 
it's a less than one percent chance that. I just, you're, you're tempting was, the football gods right now. Maybe, but I mean, I, I the just... The ghost of Pat Fitzgerald is haunting us right now. If you look at it on paper, if you look at it on paper, it's just like, I don't see where it is. The only thing that I could ever give them on paper would be like that special teams. You know, it's okay. like maybe they have a special teams edge. What, how many points do you think we scored, Justin? 31. 31-13. Okay, so we're, okay, we're pretty aligned. I mean, we're actually fairly aligned. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just don't know where they're going to score points, and that's. I just don't. I, I and I don't see their run defense being improved enough to stop Nebraska. And I, I do think Nebraska will run the ball well against them. Yeah, we should be able to do everything well against them. So let's pray these uh, predictions come out because I, all of us have a, a Nebraska cover here, but I will say I'm not going to bet it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not brave enough. Not in the game bet one. Northwestern, Justin. That that's that's the recipe that Nebraska needs Saturday. Oh man! Take the hip to your gambling account for the Husker victory. For the <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. All right, uh, let's move on here. Let's talk about some conference champions and playoff teams real quick to end the show here. Uh, ACC, Derek. Who do you have playing in the ACC championship? I have Clemson and Pitt. Okay. Who do you have yeah. winning it? I have Clemson winning it. Clemson? Okay. Tyler? I have I have Clemson Miami. I, I just think Miami's a year away. I do. You might be right. Um I, I do think that the the it is a lot more interesting when you look at the NC State. I think they're they're a team that could really surprise some teams. Um, I do think that's a really intriguing matchup. But no, I I I got uh, Clemson over Miami in the ACC championship. I have the same uh, Clemson Miami. Uh, I'm not overly impressed with really any team out of the ACC. I mean, it, it could be up in the air, but I think Miami. Uh, I think they'll end up winning their division, but. God, looking at Clemson, I mean, Clemson, they were sucked last year. I'm picking Clemson to win the ACC, but we, I am we not talk, confident about that pick at all. We, we talk about Clemson sucking. They were 10 and ten and 3 last year. They were, and their defense was good, and it's probably going to be better this year. I, I actually like the ACC this year. I think Florida State I think Florida State will even be okay. I think Louisville's kind of an interesting team. I think UNC, there was so much hype around them last year. I think they'll be okay. I, I do like the pit. I mean, I, I I think the AC you know Wake Forest. I think will be good. Uh, I think the no. ACC is kind of I, un, unfor, unfortunately. I think Wake Forest is out of it with their quarterback being hurt. I'll be back at some point this year. Yeah, I thought he he wasn't out long. Um, I didn't I didn't know what. The... Mm. I thought it sounded like he was out for quite a while, but. But, so, but back I, but I to think Clemson. ACC is okay, but I think I, I like Clemson in the ACC right now. Do you think their quarterback ukulele? Do you think he's going to be any better than last year? Yeah, I do. But but that I, but that, that's kind of like what I say is Iowa. I think Iowa's quarterback situation is going to be better. I mean, I think when you're so bad, there's only upwards to go. Um, he was a he was a young quarterback who struggled. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's got vast room to improve. Again. I mean, I, I know the Clemson narrative was it was a disaster year, but go back to week one. I mean, they, what was that Georgia game? 
I mean, that was that was, that was seven a one, point game, right? That was a one score game against the national champion. Yeah. Red flags on there. They couldn't move the ball for shit in that they, game. They could have, but a lot of teams. A lot have. of teams didn't do that against that's Georgia, true. though. That's true. Except uh, for Alabama in the championship game. All right, uh, let's move to the Big Twelve, Tyler. Okay, I, I I gotta say this, guys. The Big Twelve has quickly emerged as the second best group of six schools. They they are now the second best group of six school because. They are no longer a power of high school, that conference. The, the, it is a garbage conference. Um, I have Baylor winning it year, uh, the second year in a row against Iowa State in the Big 12 Championship. Iowa State? It, it's a garbage conference. I think Iowa State, they, they don't play well as the favorite. They're now the underdog. I think Matt Campbell will have that team playing well. I think their defense is still good. And, and mainly, I just I look at the rest of the Big 12 and I'm like, Texas quarterback sucks. I don't trust trust Sark. I think Oklahoma has a culture issue. They're they're the team I have third. Um, Oklahoma State is going to miss their defensive coordinator too much. Kansas State, I like Adrian Martinez, but I mean, let's be real. He never won anything in Nebraska. It's hard for me to imagine him carrying the team to the conference championship. I mean, it's just it's a bad, 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 bad conference. They need Cincinnati. They need <laughs> Cincinnati. Derek, look how look how full circle like he's come. I mean, he used to hate <laughs> Cincinnati and not respect them at all. Like, I, and now I, the big now the Big Twelve needs Cincinnati to save the conference. Yeah, it's bad. Wow, I, I don't shocked. I don't think I don't think it's as bad as you're making it. But I, 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 I completely disagree with you on Iowa State. Like I I don't know if Iowa State's even a top five team without Brock Purdy. You know, they have the best quarterback in Iowa, uh, Hunter, what's his face? Um, can't think of his name right now. That's Last like game. saying you have the tiniest turd in the bowl. Who gives a shit? That's something. I, I, no, I, I don't see Iowa State being a good team this year. Yeah. Uh, for, for the record, I got I do have Baylor winning it, but I haven't went over, over, over Oklahoma State. I think, I think Oklahoma State, I think their defense, they return, eight, they return eight on defense. I understand they're getting a different coordinator, but they're returning almost all their starters. I don't, I don't see them taking a huge drop off. And Mike Gundy's just—he's a good coach, and he'll—he'll he'll keep those guys going well. And and Baylor, I think they're just on a hot streak right now. Yeah, I think Dave Aranda. I think Dave Aranda is going to end up leaving for a bigger job soon. Well, yeah, he's going to get out of the group of six schools, and he's going to go to a power four conference. God, I think they just locked him into like. Uh, 2028 or maybe even 2030. I mean, he, he signed a huge extension over the offseason. Uh, I have but, Baylor. By the way, I just want to point out, and, and Derek, you might be right, but I, I had a fact check you. Oklahoma State lost eight starters according to pick, uh, pick six previews. And they're dead last <laughs> in uh, defensive returning production. But sorry to correct you, but yeah, I, I think that, again, I, I love all the publications have different outputs but yeah well while you guys are fact checking each other i'll uh, continue i i have baylor winning over oklahoma also i think oklahoma is still going to be a pretty good team uh but when i look at this big 12 i mean there's really only four like three and a half candidates that you could even see making it to the title game and it was oklahoma state oklahoma and baylor maybe kansas state if 
you know, if if things go right for them, oh, Iowa State. State's not even in the conversation. Sorry, but hey, Te- Texas is in more of a conversation than Iowa State. Yeah, well, Texas but, is in a more conversation than I think Oklahoma State. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I, I like uh, Oklahoma State's chances there. I mean, I think they get edged out by Oklahoma, but I mean. I'm not as negative on the Big 12 as you are, Tyler, but it's not an impressive conference. Is, I don't. It, okay, if you won't go as far as saying they're a group of six conference, they're the worst power five, right? I mean, th- this year they are clearly the worst power five. I mean, they could be, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not impressed with the Pac 12 either, so, but we'll get to them. Uh,. Okay, Big Ten, real quick. I think we already kind of gave these answers away, but let's uh, talk it over again. Tyler? Uh, I got Ohio State over Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. I think this is the biggest mismatch when it comes to the Big Ten Championship. I actually have Iowa beating Ohio State in the regular season, and so I think it's going to be a like a rematch, and it's just going to be putting it to them in that. I think it's going to be like 28-point victory. Wait, are you being serious? You had Iowa beating Ohio State? That's, that's the one loss the, I had Ohio State. In the regular oh. season. And, and there is our Tyler's terrible take of the podcast. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm putting this juju you out there. You better rank these. Der- so there's much, been several, Derek. I am putting so much positive Iowa juju out there right now. Like I am just hoping that I am the kiss of death for Iowa this season. Well, I mean, shoot, if they beat Iowa State, which is, like, going to be a Big 12 contender, yeah. I mean, wow, that's going to pad the resume. <laughs> yeah. Way to show your hatred. Uh, <laughs> all right, Derek, who do you have in I the have Big o- 10? I have Ohio State beating Wisconsin. Okay. I have Ohio State beating Iowa also, and it, it may look like Michigan beating Iowa last year, but I think I was the team to beat in the West. You, All right, now same, let's get we have to the, the exact same teams, and then you're giving me shit, Justin. Well, the I mean, exact, I'm, no, he's giving you matches. shit for for the regular season loss. Come yeah. on, Iowa uh, beating Ohio State—that's where Ohio we're State, giving you shit. You think Ohio State's got to lose somewhere? And that's the game you picked. Where do you think they're going to lose? Well, I don't have them losing any games, but Are you have them going twelve and zero. Yeah, uh, Pac twelve, Derek. I have Oregon and Utah, and I have Utah winning it. Tyler? Exact same pick. Exact same pick here also. I I like it. That means that is not happening. Probably not. (laughs) But, I mean, if you you want to talk about the Pac-12 out there, there's not a lot of candidates out there. Uh, You're not buying USC at all? No. No. You don't think Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, that reunite in that Pac-12 soft defenses – plays out at all to do what to their, like, their defense will be just as soft they're gonna lose some shootouts I, i'm not saying i again i don't obviously have them winning it but i mean i think usc is gonna be good i think ucla will actually be okay this year i think washington i think i, I think the pac 12 has got some i got the, i think they got some teams out there so washington uh Penix did get named the starting quarterback for washington this past week yeah, so that that's was a good or notable. bad thing but well i mean well it I mean, you must think it's... they get. You get the 2020 Penix, it's a great, great pickup. Yeah. You get 2021 Penix, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, when I was looking at this, it was like, 
it, it was, this was like the easiest one to do. No, it was like we're about to do the easiest one. Okay, well, I agree. Yeah, all right, take it away for the SEC, Alabama, Georgia. and I'll tell you why you're wrong. It's Alabama, Georgia, and who wins it? Alabama. Okay, D- Derek. I hate it. I, I hate it. I have yeah. I have Alabama, Georgia, but I have Georgia winning it. Yeah. I have Alabama and Georgia also. And then I mean it was like, okay, maybe I maybe Al, I think Alabama will probably win it, but this was tough. I mean, I, I could see it going either way. Where it's different in the Pac twelve, it was like it was Utah was gonna win the conference and who was gonna be the team that they were gonna be. Kind of like the big big ten. Big ten. Ohio big 10 State's gonna win. Ohio State's gonna win. Who are they gonna beat up on? Utah well, the same way. The conference championship match. It, I mean, it's it's almost a chalk Georgia-Bama at this point. Right. I, I guess when I was getting to the point where it's like why it's hard because Alabama or Georgia could win it. Yeah. That, that, that's fair. That's fair in the conference. I was more talking about who gets there. Who oh, gets yeah. to the game is like the most chalk of any chalk that we've seen. Yeah. Uh. All right, so playoff teams here. Derek, who are your four playoff teams? All right, I have Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, and Utah. Okay. Tyler? I have Alabama, Ohio State, Utah, and Georgia. Hey, that's who I have. That's exactly who I have. And this is the... the reason I have that is like the ACC. I mean, I think all those teams are flawed. I'm not sold on Clemson. Uh, I don't think they're going to finish the year undefeated. And if you go to the Pac-12, uh, or I'm sorry, the Big 12, I don't think any of those teams in the Big 12 will go undefeated. And even a one-loss team out of the Big 12 is not going to get an invite to the playoff. Yeah. Uh, Justin, we and you are really alike. I think the ACC is there's no great teams, and I think it's a deep enough conference that I think Clemson is going to be like a two loss champion. I, I I don't see a one loss Big Ten team being a runner up, and so it's like, and, and again, I think you have to go unless you're Texas or Oklahoma, unless one of those te- two teams win it. I don't think any that conference is too bad, and there's not enough name recognition for any other team to get in a one loss. So yeah. Baylor has to go undefeated. I mean, and I, and I, I, re- I don't see him going I undefeated. Did, I just don't think they're that good to be able to run. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, Derek, no. you have any thoughts? No, I, I, I just don't see him putting Alabama and Georgia in again this year. Cause I think, I, I think Alabama will slip up in the season, maybe against Texas A&M. A&M's good. Georgia, I don't see slipping up at all. Alabama's George, not going to slip up to Texas A&M. Saban, I mean, that that all that shit talking between uh, Jimbo. If, 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 if it's not A&M, it'll be Arkansas or some other team that played well last year that finds a way to get past Bama. And I, I think it'll happen. But only, oh, here's my difference. I think this year Georgia beats Alabama in the, in the SEC championship game. And it gives Alabama two losses this year, and so they don't make it. See, I, and, and Derek, I'm almost with you. I think Alabama does slip up somewhere. A&M is an interesting pick. Um, 
but but I, I, I where I disagree is I don't think Georgia does, but I think Alabama gets that SEC championship, and we're back exactly where it is. Except this year, the committee gets it right, and they make them play again. This year, the committee says, hey, you guys are going to play one versus four. We're not going to set it up for a championship matchup. That's yeah. At least I'm hoping. Well, as usual, we'll, pro- we'll be wrong on all these predictions and playoff picks. I don't think picks. we will. I disagree. I feel like it's like I feel like our playoff <laughs> predictions are usually fairly accurate. I mean, like how hard is the playoff like if you pick Bama in your playoffs the last half decade, the 8 years we've done this, you'd probably be right more often yeah. than not. That's true. So, it's not a lot of parody in college football these days. That's yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right, guys, let's uh, let's have a great Saturday. Uh, do you guys have any big plans for Saturday? No. I, I, just, I will, just watch the game. I, I will say this. I, a, I'm really excited for the Illinois-Wyoming game after Nebraska. But, like, I, I was talking to a buddy of mine about the game, and I, I feel like I'm going to be sitting at home. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more nervous than you guys are. I could just tell the way we're talking. Like I, I'm I'm a little bit nervous for Saturday. Like th- this is not a fun time for me right now because I'm a little bit shaken here. I'm just curious who you guys got to root for in that Illinois Wyoming game. Illinois, I want to bet Illinois. I think last I saw they were ten and a half point favorites. I think they kill uh, Wyoming. I'll root for Wyoming. Yeah, I'll absolutely root for Wyoming. Really? Oh, I don't think Wyoming. I'll root for Craig. I'm gonna root for Craig Bowl over Brett Bielma. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, I'm going to bet where my money is. and My money is going to be on Illinois. I didn't ask you where you were going to bet. I asked you who you were going to root for. I'm going to I'm gonna root for whoever I bet, and it's going to be <laughs> Illinois. I'm not going to make a bet on Illinois and root for Wyoming. I would. That's, that's like taking a shit as soon as you get out of the shower, man. It happens. All right, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate and re- review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, Go Big Red. Touchdown.